Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the News Crew and I am your host, Keith McGinty. If you would like to be part of the crew, then you can get involved through our new WhatsApp community. We're growing a place where, you, where like-minded football fanatics can discuss all the latest news. So get in touch if you'd like to be added to the Gridiron Crew WhatsApp community. You can get in touch and keep up to date with all the latest crew news. Uh, if you like, subscribe and follow the crew on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch and YouTube. But as always, I am joined by some of the finest crew members to talk ball with. Up first, I've got Studs, Big Chief in Hamilton there. How are we, Studs? Yeah, not bad, mate. Um, looking forward to a wee chat with you boys tonight. At least it's not just me and Brian on a lonesome this time. <laughs> and yes, you referenced the, the conscience of Cleveland himself, Brian, uh, not long back from paternity leave. Brian, um, are you well? I, I think that's the phrase you were looking for there, mate, was a dynamic duo. You, you are the yes, Robin, yes. my Batman. <laughs> um, hey, listen, we're just like the Eagles. We have no bat. We have no Robins. We're all Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, no, like the... now, mate. Uh, delighted to be back on uh, chat. All, all things NFL and whittle away one more one more week of the off season gone. One more week gone. Ah, fantastic. These were like the. The 49ers last season, you battled through, even though you didn't have a, a QB to lead you there, but I thought you were terrific on Sunday night when you the recording went out and that went out early. Um, alas, we're not just a, a trio tonight. We're joined um, over the pond from us is our good friend Stu. Stu, how are you? I'm doing really good. Um, just I'm back from Saskatchewan. I had a nice road trip for work. I was out kind of training some folks in the fine arts of groundwater monitoring last week and uh, scudding all over the place. Um, the main learning points from it was that Saskatchewan is very, very, very big and very flat. <laughs> they could probably turn the whole thing into a football field. Like, it's the, 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 the only place where you can see the curvature of the earth. You can see it with dropping away over the horizon. Like you're Nothing changed for miles. <laughs> but uh, you're on the wrong podcast if you think the earth is curved. <laughs> I'm like, um, shout out to all our flat earth enthusiast friends out there. <laughs> the only thing I know about Saskatchewan, or the only thing I've seen is, um, can you ever see that, uh, was it Grown Up, Adam Sandler movie? And I think all oh, the, the wives go to the pool, and there's a really hot life uh, body, uh, lifeguard. And they go over and they speak in this really, really, they make it sound ridiculous, Saskatchewan uh, Canadian accent, which is really actually quite offensive. So yeah, I didn't laugh at that. Very, yeah, very, very yeah. racist towards Canadians. But, um, it really is. They, they, do, they do have the city with the name that rhymes with fun as well. That's a Deadpool reference. Oh, there. Like, he's from the city that rhymes with fun, <laughs> Regina. Regina. <laughs> yes. The, Saskatchewan Rough Raiders, oh, by the yeah. way. So. That's right. <laughs> Terrific, terrific, terrific. So we're all well, we're all good, we're ready to uh, get started. And so let's start with our kickoff question then. Announced today that the front cover of Madden will be adorned by Josh Allen. <laughs> Studs is rubbing his face, rubbing his eyes there already. Is this, a, is this a welcome break from tradition or a new Buffalo? Studs, oh. I have to come to you first. <laughs> have to come to you first. You have been <clears throat> desperate to get your, your tuppence worth in here. Go for it. You're the fan of the the Kansas City Chiefs, of course. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Josh Allen being the front cover of Madden? I I know it may seem what I do have a genuine something against Josh Allen, but I I really don't. <laughs> oh, he's, he's got that achievement for these guys to go on there. <laughs> so it, it's an achievement you, for these guys to get here. <laughs> Sorry, and it's normally for me. It's uh it's I suppose it's always about excellence. Let's be honest, right? So normally, normal tradition is of more recent times. It's been one of your MVP. It's been your MVP. You get MVP. You get the Madden cover. Now, I'm not angling for Pat Mahomes to get there again. He's been on twice in the last seven years or something like that. Um, but for me. Would it have been out of order the, the season Jalen Hurts had, for example? An argument it could have been the Super Bowl MVP as well, even though his team lost. Um, Jalen Hurts had a great season, but 
I do have a couple of ideas um, uh, that I kind of floated to Brian and I said I'd actually share them live with you guys. So I suppose a breaking tradition would be, as Brian had probably suggested in our chat, to kind of go away for the QB. Mm-hmm. Again, totally not adverse to that. So if we're talking peak physical specimens, peak excellence, why would you not go for somebody like Creed Humphrey? He's been an outstanding centre in Kansas for the last two years. Um, and he's, as I said, he's an absolute picture of health. Um, so, But in all seriousness, one of the ones I did actually think of, um, and again, it was off of the back of the Super Bowl we've just had, which was so aptly named the Kelsey Bowl. You've got two guys that are at the top of their positions, in the NFL, and I don't think that can be argued. You've got Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. Why no? Why no ride that? Um, ride that train. That's a good point. Have the Kelsey brothers? Ah, not an excellent point. I know you've been desperate to get the tour in there. We've seen that you're making sure there's a, wee, uh, a chief in there as well. If you're being uh, diplomatic by putting the the, the Eagles one in too. there as well. The first time, Brian, this is the first time that a Bills uh, player has been on the front cover of Madden. Do you think it's um, it's justified? Uh, this year, no. Uh, <laughs> I think other years, I like you know, Josh Allen's had uh, what was his, uh, his third season that was that was like wild. Like that that would have been justified. Um, but you know, he's not off a brilliant season. I mean, he's not off a bad season. Um, for well, for Josh Allen, it was a bad season. But that's kind of saying more about his standards than it is about anything else. Um, I it starts with saying I think shifting it away for, for QBs would be nice. You know, what I mean, they are the poster poster children of the league. They get all the glory. They get everything. Um, I you know like and actually the, the the Kelsey brothers a combination I think would have been quite nice. Actually, I quite like that. It was Kelsey Bowl or the rest. They get them both on on the cover of the crowd. God, you know what? No, it shouldn't have been either of the Kelsey brothers. It should have been Mother Kelsey. Oh, you could add, you could add her on the shoulders of the two sons. No, the two sons shoulders. in the middle. holding them. Uh, holding them back for each other, wearing a half chiefs, yeah. half eagles jersey no. thing, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you'd, you'd be no, calling no, us for a face mask and uh, a face mask infringement for holding the, the face mask. No, holding yeah. the two brothers back with the, the, the helmets and uh, keep them back. About it as well and have the two brothers in the Cleveland Browns uniforms that they both wore growing up, and then we'll just sign them both to the Cleveland Browns, and then that's just fine. Is that that's nearly as big a stretch as that's nearly as big a stretch as getting uh, Josh Allen on the cover in the first place. Do okay, what's your like, thoughts on this? Well, going back to what Brian just said, uh, that that whole uh, Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers wearing Browns jerseys, is that the closest yeah. that a Browns jersey is going to get to winning a Super Bowl? Hi, <laughs> 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 in a Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 Um, so, who do we think then, if it, if, if it wasn't, uh, Stu, I'll come to you first then, yeah. if it shouldn't have been um, Josh Allen, who would you have rather seen in the front cover of Madden? I mean, my homer option is to say Joe Burrow, uh, because obviously he's made the Super Bowl and an AFC Championship game you know, in the last well, couple last of years. Year. Well, he made the AFC Championship last year, that's what I'm saying, so like, and he beat Josh Allen. In the playoffs as well, so you've got that. But uh, let's be honest: the reason they've picked Josh Allen is all about who is buying the game. It's mainly the Waynes. Like obviously for us, it's great. Like for us, kind of mid thirties guys. The two Kelsey brothers. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we love the idea of that, but like, do you think you're kind of 13, 14 year olds or? out and playing Madden, they, they don't want that, which is one of the reasons Mahomes, you know, he's been on it a couple of times and that's deserved, uh, but I can mm-hmm. I can see the logic in going with Josh Allen. Uh, in terms of who I would have picked though for this year, I don't know, maybe uh, it's a, a guy from a team that I don't even like, um, Jason Tucker, 
because the guys are absolutely mm-hmm. every single year just Mr. Automatic kicking field goals yeah. left, right, and centre, booming them for over 50 yards. Like, what more could you want? Peak athlete, legend. Can we, can we all appreciate that Stu managed to work a kicker into the I was going to say, there's a reason you're not in sales. <laughs> But then this, yeah, if I saw Madden with a kicker on the cover, I'd be like, oh, I need to buy that right now. <laughs> the face of the franchise there, right? We'll get a kicker on the front cover. Jeez. One copy. What about, wild, what about a wild card choice? Who would be your wild card, wild card choice for a, a front cover? Oh, hey. Uh, I, was, I, was I was thinking Jackson Mahomes for, for a wild card. <laughs> I think Jackson? that one might have been pulled at the last minute, though. <laughs> What about Jackson Deville? Oh, you... yeah, yes. go. the mascots cover. Mascots right. are mad. It's like putting the Partick Thistle mascot in the, the cover of the <laughs> championship <laughs> game, like putting him on the front of FIFA or something if they ever make it to the SPL. Be Kingsley. <laughs> That'd be terrific. That'd be terrific. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, that actually leads us on quite nicely to um, our new segment of the, the show. Um, you mentioned Jacksonville um, there. Today it was announced that the Jacksonville Jaguars um, have plans for a new stadium in downtown Jacksonville. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see the, the video clip I had a wee watch for earlier on. It looks it looks mightily impressive. Um, they are looking to build it near the waterfront. It's going to be a state-of-the-art viewing experience. It's going to be shaded, reducing... 70% of the the heat and the rays from the the sun to make it a much more enjoyable experience in the stadium for fans to, to watch. This this looks pretty impressive. It showed you a wee fly up um, going into the stadium and it's got some tropical um like trees and um woodland in the way in, There's plenty of water flowing everywhere. Oh, it's like something at a demolition man. You're just waiting in the, the guys jump up at the sewers and spray paint the place before getting in. Find one credit. Yeah, um so it looks it looks mightily impressive. The reason I brought this up first as well as well because um, the bills have broke ground. I think it was yesterday, maybe couple of days ago on their 1.5 billion dollar um new stadium that they're going to be doing so a lot of rejuvenation within the nfl just now it's easy to see why the the, the game is, is massive and it's getting even bigger bigger worldwide but one thing i thought was quite interesting that if the uh, jags are committing to jacksonville then it kind of kicks into the the the, the stand well, any that. talk of jacksonville moving to london yeah. how do you think that might affect any plans for a london franchise um still come to you first for this one i don't actually think it will affect plans at all like i think it's well first off i think it's great for the the people of jacksonville and the fans uh of that team because i know they're a smaller franchise but mm. they've had a very strong support for you know small support who have been there for years and let's face it seen some pretty bad times and a few bad quarterbacks but they're now kind of heading into an era that uh, we'll see if t-law can take that next jump this season but they should be heading into an era of possible success especially given the division they're in um and it's nice to see that they're committing to building a brand new stadium that's going to be great for fans of any team that are going down to watch games i saw something else about the design too because we're saying about the shaded thing they're also building mm-hmm. it where it's going to be higher in the north and the south and what that's going to do is it basically kind of channels the wind so it's more like uh crosswind so it's kind of like self-cooling nice. as well so it kind of regulates the heat um too so it's it's going to be good for that way hopefully it doesn't affect the kicking at that point because i, I didn't read it i was going like oh you're <laughs> crosswinds in the number one, here. Number see, one <laughs> always in the brain but no, Genuinely, I've been hanging about with you too much though because the first thing I thought when I saw the, the rendering of the, the stadium and the bits that were uh, rooting down for the, the roof, I'm going, that's quite low, Tucker could get that. <laughs> <laughs> Good, my influence is rubbing off. But no, as for London, I know that they've been kind of like mooting the idea of expanding the league eventually. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know how soon, but um, I imagine... All the all these games in London and everything, I think it's been leading up to not so much moving a franchise there, maybe mm-hmm. actually placing a franchise there, so that you know when they go to thirty four teams or whatever it is they're going to do, one of them might be over yeah. the pond. 
as well. So no, I don't think it harms it at all. And I think it's great for Jacksonville because it shows they're going to stay in that that area for you know a considerable length of time, at least 25, 30 years. So good for them. Studs, what, Studs, what about your, yourself? What's your thoughts on the, the stadium? Have you had that chance to see the, the renderings of it yet? Helps if you unmute yourself, pal. I hang on a mute. Technological wizards. There you are. I think that's what. Listen, Brian, you just got to talk absolute guff and probably turn it back to uh, the chief. What's your thoughts on this, Brian? Um, do you know, I, I, I like it. Same as was kind of saying, it is nice. You know, I like to see a small franchise getting a bit of love. Um, you know, I mean, you would. Is this, one of these things we see in kind of like in, in soccer, football all the time, where you know we teams kind of get pilloried a bit and they get battled about. So it's nice to see a, a, an organisation committing to a smaller fan base and really showing them a bit, a, a bit of appreciation. I kind of hope they do that with the state. I've looked at the round and you don't, you obviously don't know this. I kind of hope they do what um, the Dolphins did with their stadium, but like the the away team's sideline is like in the <laughs> constantly. To like give them that that kind of mini tactical advantage. I love absolute shenanigans like that. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will say as well. I'm again means means do I agree far too often. I don't. Although I, I don't see a team being expanded out into London. I I think they'll wait until they're ready to do like a full kind of an overseas mm-hmm. division, like a full four team expansion. You know, you get say one in London, one in Germany, and then another two. Not necessarily yeah. Europe. You know, I know that. Hey, one in Jeddah. That's, yeah. That's the rumours I've been. The rumours that are kind of rough for you. And then, you know, you, you ask yourself, would they, go, it's, it's not quite the same overseas, you know, would they go Mexico? Um, or would they really go overseas and go to Japan? There's a lot of rumour about that as well. And then just have that, but those teams play each other as their home games, and then they can split the load a wee bit amongst the original <laughs> teams in terms of away days. Which would be, it'd be sure would be something. It'd be really something else to get involved in. But no, I, I new stadium's always nice. I wish the Browns with a new stadium. Can we talk about the real victim in this stadium, though? And it's Jackson Deville. If they're going to be self cooling, we have never seen that thong again. <laughs> oh, no, can't be nice. We're always going to have that. That will be here forever. And it'll be with nothing else. That, that so thong's going to be the Hall of Fame. So you must have been. In the video, you you hate it. They had uh, twi- um, Jacksonville twenty four, Cincinnati uh, fourteen. So that was the yeah. on the sideline. Not how they always like to get the re digs in. That was, that was quite good. Yeah. The only the only thing I, I hate hearing about um, whenever the, these teams get new stadiums is is how they finance it, and it seems to be through the public funding. That's the only downside to this, where that money. For one point five billion for the bill, you'll probably find there'll be something similar for the Jacksonville one. It's going to be the people of the local area that are going to be funding it, not the billionaire owners who keep getting rich year on year on year. Which is a bit of a shame, but still looks really really interesting. They're going to be looking to hold concerts there. They're going to be looking to hold um, wrestling WWE there. Um, football, our football um, there as well, so uh, it looks really, really impressive and hopefully one day we'll be able to get the crew over to go and see some mm. of these fantastic they'll be, stadiums They'll be hoping for a Super Bowl as well if they're building a new stadium Yeah, absolutely Absolutely um, Other news from this week then um, Let's see, so we talked about the Jacksville uh, and the Bills breaking ground in their new stadium as well, I like that the Bills um, didn't go for a, a roof on their stadium yeah, not breaking from tradition there. That's well. it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Snow games all the way. That's that's what we look forward to. And um, what jumped to me was that Josh Jacobs had not signed the franchise tag yet. Studs, so I'll come to you if you could explain to us what the significance of this is for him and his team. Oh, <laughs> well, I think um, from Josh Jacobs' perspective, he's obviously trying to angle for a better deal. Um, let's be brutally honest, he's wanting something more long-term, something to protect him for longer than a year. Um, obviously, he could go down the Le'Veon Bell route, sit out for the year, take all the fines. That uh, worked well. Well, uh, it didn't work out well, too well for, for Le'Veon, but then I, I 
heard on a podcast he, he's admitted he used to smoke um, something green before a game um, to help <laughs> him relax. Um, so there could be maybe he did too much of that in the off when he was off for the year, but uh, I, I think it just means that he's obviously still trying to throw some weight about for me to say, look, I'm I've showed you last year I'm worth a longer term deal. I want more guaranteed money than just Brian, what's your thoughts on it? Oh, for what can he run into his knees explode? <laughs> the only way this is going. The the Raiders are a million years away from competing for anything. You know what I mean? They've got like, Jimmy G apparently getting the legs. Um yeah, okay, they've got Adams, but if it's me throwing to Adams, that's not a huge amount of value. Um yeah, they're a team in pieces. They really they need to go full rebuild. They've got Josh Jacobs. He's an older, he's not an old running back, but he's an older running back, so they're not going to get any trade value out of him. They're going to run him. They're not going to pay him either because he's older and he's a running back. And we've seen over this offseason how flat the, the market is for running backs. You know, you can look at running backs with, okay, I know Jacobs is in a good year, but look at running backs with a lot more prestige around the league, like Alvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's going to get cut. Um, they are going to run him. On, they'll give him the choice: play or don't play. If you don't play, your value craters. Nobody really want you in or, well. They won't want you to pay you anything or play. Hopefully, don't break, and then we will cut you at the end of the year and see how you do in the, the free agent market. They're going to run him until he runs out of lines, which is great. That's Josh Jacobs. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Stu, I'll come to you and uh, uh, we say, but just to mention there um, that Jimmy G's got a foot injury there it seems to be that this is primed primed ready for a dramatic return by um, no. the, the, the Raiders um, new minority uh, shareholder in Tom Brady um, do you think he might make a wee appearance this, this year? Well, I mean, <laughs> anything's possible, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, he's supposedly retired, but yeah, it's obviously, I've been joking about it, and uh, I was saying to uh, Brian the other day, if Studge was allowed to pick up folk in the Dynasty League, I would have grabbed Tom mm-hmm. Brady, like, weeks ago, just <laughs> as, soon as, he announced, as soon as he announced that he was uh, going to be the, or as soon as he was announced as a minority owner of, um, of the Raiders. Uh, as for Jacobs, though, I wonder if, and this is just me wondering here, I wonder if he's likely to, you know, because the franchise tag is what, like 10 and a half million or something like that for running backs this year, or run about 10? Okay. Is it that? Yeah, so I'm wondering if he actually goes to them and says, do me a two-year deal at like 9 million a year, with like 15 million guaranteed or something, whether he would sign that or not. It's less than he would get in the one year because I don't actually know if he is looking for like 20 million a year or, you know, 15 million plus a year. I think he's just yeah. looking for that, you know, maybe a little bit more security in terms of this is where I'll be for the next couple of years and I'm going to make like a, you know, a decent amount of money, even if it's, you know, 15 million, if he gets that, it's seven and a half million each, like over two the, years. The, the, than tag is, the tag is just million. over 10. Tags just go ten for the backs. So you know, I mean, if you're him and you offer, you know, you go like, "Oh, sign me for two years, nine million a year, fifteen million guaranteed." That's still kind of a good deal for the Raiders as well. So I wonder if that's what's in play, and that's why it's taking so long to get this done. Interesting idea. I, I agree with you there. I think that is something that they'll certainly be looking at. He's he's one of their weapons. He's one of their their main offensive weapons, and it's important that they keep than Devontae Adams um, available for the team so so they've got a a chance of competing in this forthcoming season so we're interested to see what they do with that Um, one other player who is on the move, um, well might not be on the move Josh Jacobs but uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been to meet with the Titans this week Brian what's um, you think that'd be a good move for him to go and work with Tannehill, or is he really, really interested to work with uh, Levis? Well, Levis, whenever he finally breaks through after week three, and over the hill, uh, like just <laughs> on it, like all of the chat is 
like he wants a ring, right? He's interested, he's not interested in me, he wants a ring. Even then, the Titans don't have any money. Uh the Titans are like twenty-eighth or something like that, um, poorest in terms of cap space. So they can't pay him. They've got no chance of getting anywhere near a Super Bowl. Um I, I'm baffled by this one. I'm really, really curious what they're offering him. Or is, is, does he just really like the weather in Tennessee? <laughs> so he just really want to live in Tennessee. I'm pretty sure Tannehill wasn't one of the, the names that he mentioned that he was looking to, to work for, Ace, to... No, he, he was not on the list of preferred quarterbacks, so I, I think Brian may be correct in that he maybe just wanted a wee free trip down to Nashville. Maybe there's somebody playing in town that he really fancies watching. Kind of thing. So he thought, yeah, I'll just jump in the plane. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like, yeah, um... <laughs> Could be. I mean, you know. <laughs> what, what are the tax laws like in Tennessee? Could that be a factor for him? It's always said about uh, players want to go to uh, Miami. Miami? Yeah, it's always said about Miami. It's all about that tax, that tax break. Because there was rumours last year Rogers was um, buying a plot of land in Tennessee, and that started the whole rumour mill for Rogers to Tennessee at one stage. Hmm. Probably just for a wee retreat for him. You know how he, he likes a, a wee bit of <laughs> peace and quiet, a bit of tranquility there. He is one of the you mentioned Rogers. He's one of the, the QBs that have been a wee bit injured this this week. So. With, pivot to that just now. He didn't take part in any 11v11s. The teams are back doing their pre-season training um, just now. He tweaked his calf, I think it was, in the, the earlier training. What what are all the different training things, um, Brian? Talk us through. What's the, the different camps that they've got? So we're just coming to the end of optional training activities so that's the OTAs um, mm-hmm. as I say like you don't I'll be honest the only reason has Rogers done any OTAs in Green Bay for years I, would, like, I don't know the answer to that but I wouldn't have thought it does veterans tend not to um, they tend to appear just in a coaching mentoring capacity he'll be doing it with the Jets because he's obviously just joining them um, and the media circus and all the rest there um, so we've got that they're kind of coming to towards an end now it's like you say it's why they're starting to do little bits of 11 v 11 practice um i know that the the browns are raving about watson in the 7v7s um he's apparently been absolutely electric and it's obviously it's it's training there's you know nobody's sacking your quarterback in otas um but so you know we're coming towards the end of that and then it's what are we oh Stu, you can tell me but about three weeks away from any camp starting yeah, I think so. Well, had, not long. Yeah, we, had, we also had the rookie camp as well. Remember, like yeah, the, rookie uh, camp before OTAs. Yeah, um, I think that would be a really good one to get like a ticket to. Like, is it if you lived near your, where your team yeah. trained? You know, go to the like, particularly rookie camp and just see all of the new boys in and see how they're how they're kind of meshing. I mean, it, yeah, but the, the thing with rookie camp is it's always kind of not really so much actually a training camp. It's it's like. Um, when you're about to start the school, you know when you do like the the day well, the wait, the wait, the wait the primary one, like when they go in, you know, a few weeks before, and they have like the teddy bears picnic or whatever it is, you just do the things. You bring your teddy bear in, and you get to see the building and see where the toilet is, and meet the teacher. <laughs> and that's that's Ricky yeah. Camp. Uh, OTAs, I always think, is interesting because, yeah, you're right. Again, that's usually some of your like free agents that have maybe signed, yeah. maybe some guys that are coming back from injuries that maybe missed the year before. You usually see some of them turning out if they're ready to go. Um, and they'll show up because it's kind of like a, hey, I'm back in the building. I'm ready mm-hmm. to go. So I want my spot back. Like There's some of that goes on as well. Um, or also, it's the time for guys to kind of like Josh Jacobs Whoever, I think he was the only reader that didn't report because it seemed like almost everybody from them was there and he was the only oh, one yeah. that didn't show up, which is rare for most teams. Uh, yeah. I know with the Bengals, I think everybody was there, including um, Loyal Collins. Like, in, I know his knee blew up towards mm-hmm. the end of last year, but he was actually taking part in some drills as well. So that was kind of interesting to see that he's already moving and you know he's doing mm-hmm. the kind of pass blocking uh, skills. So it's... Please, um, I don't know if he'll be ready for the start of the season, but you know that's another example of that. You've got injured guys that are coming back just to show, hey, look, yeah. um, I'm coming, kind of thing. So maybe don't sign a guy to replace <laughs> me. <laughs> 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 
the well, only the only way you'll get <laughs> the only way you'll get um uh Rogers to a, a, an OTA is if you convince him that it's a new type of hallucinogenic that he's not tried yet. <laughs> the, Robert Salad did say <laughs> Robert Salad did say that um, because um the preseason training camp has been moved forward a little bit this year that they're, they're not yeah. too worried about him. That's that so I think it's as you said, three weeks away they're they're going to wait for him to be fit and ready for that there. Yeah. Um some other news, Demar Hamlin. Uh, participates in team drills this week as yep. well, which is great to hear. Um, a wonderful story for him. Hopefully, you can see him in full matches and um, playing quite well for the Bills next season. Um, never know, one day he might get on the front cover of Madden. <laughs> um, you know, there, there was a shout actually. You see that that would have surely been a great call to put Demar Hamlin on the cover of Madden. Mm. But you know, there, there's your there's your story. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I uh, then you're going to scare away the anti-vaxxers that like they won't buy the game. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, that's a, a relatively significant portion of Madden's market. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say that. Who would the anti-vaxxers uh, poster boy be then? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, don't I don't know if he has. Um, he's been MVP. I don't the, MVP think he... the years he won MVP was the Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady was one of them, Aye. and John Madden mm-hmm. dying was the other one. So the two years he won MVP was the years they done that. And he screwed him. He screwed oh. Rogers. Um, not. Who's I going to say that? Lamar Jackson. He could also maybe be a poster boy because he's not so much that he was. As vocal and vaccination, he was the idiot that got COVID like three times in one season because he kept and he kind of gave the interview where he talked about, Oh, I'm taking doctors, I'm taking my doctor's advice. It's like, Well, who's his advice? (laughs) You've got COVID (laughs) three times. (laughs) Going to went to the COVID ward and try and pull. So, Uh, maybe put him on. He's he's kind of he's probably an MVP, he's had it before. the last Packers to be on the, the cover of Madden was uh, Madden 09. Is it Farf? Uh, sorry. Who was it? Who was it pronounced that on the uh, channel five is Favre? Favre. <laughs> no, it was Favre. on channel. It was the Chase. Favre. 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 <laughs> Favre. <laughs> to be fair, it's um, better. Like, if you're going to pick and choose your pronunciations, I think I'd be going with Favre. Favre. Yeah, Favre. Favre. <laughs> 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 the only other big bit of news was uh, Ramonde, Ramondre Stevenson is um, saying that he's willing, he's looking forward to stepping up uh, as the the Pats go to guy for the backfield this season. Um, they need somebody. What do you think, Brian? We'll be back. <laughs> Patriots don't run, a, don't have a lead running back, so it'll be committee all over again. He'll be the number one in yep. the committee. It'll be a committee all over again. Yeah. Um, Studs, anything you want to add to that at all? No? Yeah. Happy with that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll come to you for this final one then for our, our news. The Chiefs met the Commander-in-Chief this week. They were invited to the White House and mm-hmm. um, the Super Bowl winners 2022-2022 season, they call it, isn't it? It's not 22-23 like our football. Um, the Chiefs were invited to the White House um, f- to be greeted by the President himself. Um, must be an awfully proud for them. Uh, some of the photos and even Juju managing a TikTok in there, which I'm, I can see Brian on, so he's obviously seen that. Um, yeah. uh-huh. But still, my, my, fa- my favourite and most disappointing moment of it is probably the same moment. Travis Kelsey trying to get on the mic was absolutely tremendous. But Pat Mahomes ushered them away so quickly was disappointing. I just love him just to... I don't know if it was a bit they've obviously planned because um, that would be kind of in character for the two of them. But just, it would have been interesting to hear what, what he had to say because obviously listening to the Kelsey Brothers podcast they've been discussing what he was going to do and stuff like that yeah. and they were obviously keeping a bit quiet, so it would have been good to hear what the plan was if there was one. Um, if it was a bit, it worked out absolutely perfect. So um, nah, it was a, it was a good moment, and considering they missed out 
in the last visit as well through the COVID year. It was good to mm-hmm. see them um, get that wee kind of that turn. There's some uh, some cracking suits on show. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the the photo yet. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I prefer them going like in uniform and they're all in the one suit like the. The Liverpool Spice Boys back in the, the early ah, 2000s or something okay. like that, but there are some fantastic tailors out there. I'm even loving some of the wee fedora hats that we've got going on there. These guys are angling for um, some airtime after they finish uh, playing with their, their cracking suits. Just don't let um, Juju pick the tailor because I cannot imagine Creed Humphrey going in something that Juju picks. I just don't think it would look right. Creed Humphrey <laughs> with his mullet and a Juju suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, Kelsey looks like he's ready to do comic relief. That that one there, that's that's what smasher. Um, terrific, terrific. Stu, I'm going to come to you. Have you got a statistic for of the week for us? I do have a statistic of the week, which I have to partially thank Brian for. Yeah, as well. But I've kind of expanded on it. I, I kind of did a wee bit more research and, and added. But anywho, my statistic of the week is that there is one team or one franchise in the NFL that has never, and one alone, that has never had a 4,000-yard passing quarterback in one season. And that team has also never had a quarterback that's thrown 30 touchdown passes in a season either. Which team do you think it is? I'll go to studs first. Studs. Give your answer. I'll not react. And I'll go to Gio. Speaking about them a lot with their new stadium and their mascot, like bottles for a number of years, and I cannot see bottles thrown for that far, that many yards. Okay, he's going Jacksonville. Keith, um, I'll go with the ooh. Mm, Cardinals. Cardinals. He's going the Cards. Okay, Brian, you actually know the answer to this. I know the answer. I'm talking about it, but um, so I'll let you reveal it. Who is the team? It's neither of those two. Yep, these are both, these are both incorrect, gentlemen. The only team in NFL history to never have a quarterback truck for 4,000 yards or over 30 touchdowns in one season is... Bah, 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 the Bears. Bears, Chicago Bears. Never lost. One of the oldest, most storied franchises, and the yeah. only team that's never had a four thousand yard plus. I think they made it to something. They've made it inside three thousand nine hundred, but they've never cracked. Aye, it was a game. I forget who it was. It was something one year. It was a total journeyman. Like something ninety five. That's the one year they've had a good QB. Sorry, but just, just, just. I, I do feel obligated, however, in in honour. Of our, our resident Bear Grant to reassure everybody that next year Justin Fields will not only throw for 5,000 yards, he will rush for 6,000 yards and he will get <laughs> a cumulative 76 touchdowns. It's coming, but yeah, Tommy's yeah. will not make the playoffs. Uh, we have just enough time then. Thank you very much. That's fantastic. Statistic of the week. Uh, we've got enough time then just for a wee quick uh, top 10 rundown. Uh, Still need to come up with a better um, title for this one, but um, I am asking you guys if you can name um, the teams involved in the top ten biggest comebacks, comeback wins in NFL history. And I am frantically trying to just uh, copy and paste the titles off the, the teams over. So if you can name Boys. the teams, you don't have to give me the scores, don't have to give me any of the information about that. Can talk through that just now, but if you can give me some of the, the, the teams that are involved in that, and I'll give you some uh, some points there. Chiefs, Chiefs, get, get, get Chiefs. the home in first. This is I great, it's, it, like, um, it's like uh, family fortune over here. We're buzzing. Yeah, the Chiefs. <laughs> I want to see the banging like how many points we get, or like where they are on the list. Ding! <laughs> the Chiefs were at two. Oh. Can you think of any games at all? Um, there. Probably one of the playoff games from the we were down to Houston, we were down to Texans, we were down to the 49ers. I'd maybe say the Houston one because we were down heavy early doors on that one, and then Deshaun shit the bed. Um, 
And no, we're going back to 2014 for the Chiefs there. The Chiefs, no doubt, had their eyes uh, on one of the biggest blowouts in playoff history when they were 38-10 up in the third quarter. But Andrew Luck showed why he was such a oh, so was. I watched that game. Even early in his career, he led the Colts to five touchdowns in the second half, capped off by a 64-yard <laughs> touchdown pass to T.Y. Hilton uh, to give the Colts a 45-44 one uh, in the game that looked like it was over. So, Joe, I mean, uh, Chiefs, yes, the, I put the Chiefs in there. That was the in original it game at Arrowhead, that one. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get in and try and make what I think is an easy one. The Pats have had at least a handful of big, comfy behind wins. Right, Mr. Breedy. Mr. Mr. With, with, with the one, the only Mr. Uh, the, the Raiders' greatest quarterback ever, Mr. TB12. So, Super Bowl against the Falcons is going to be the one. Yeah, it's going to be one as number five, um, this game will likely go down as the biggest comeback collapse in Super Bowl history. So at the half, um, they led the Falcons led 21 3 um, at the half. And expectedly, some people would have just gave up on their team, go to their bed. It's late. Shout out to Danny and Scud, um, formerly of this parish. Um, I, they guys. Um, did not even realise until the next morning when they woke up in a, yeah. a, a drunken haze. They checked the score. He realised their team had not only came back for 21-3 down, tw- the Falcons had added to that. They made it 28-3 yeah. early in the third quarter. But he can't rule out Tom Brady at all. Um, so it, the Pats came back to win 34-28. Um, an incredible, incredible achievement. Incredible, incredible game. Hate to have... Um, being the boys in the morning when they woke up and realised they'd, they'd missed that then. <laughs> yeah. um, are we only um, doing Brian, games? I'll come to you next. Oh, I was going to say, we're only doing playoff games here because I had one. No, no, no. This is this is just... Um, I've just got one as well. Okay, the Minnesota Vikings versus the Bears. <laughs> yeah. season. Now, that may well be in there. So let me see when this uh, website was actually... Oh, he's using it's not old website. Because <laughs> is that not, I thought that was the number one biggest comeback nah. in history. Uh, so nah. uh, hey, talk. So what was that one again? Because I remember um, watching Craig uh, his reaction to to watching that. That was that was just something incredible. Hey, what was I think we all pretty much watched it live that yeah. night. Jeff Saturday blew it. Was what happened yeah, as well. Like, it was a Saturday managed. night game. Yeah. Like, Oh, I need to see what's the... Alright, so it was right. So the, the run it was, they overcame 33-0 down. 33? That 33. was it. In the third quarter, they were down by 33, and they came back to win it 39-36 in overtime. Alright, that would be added to this list. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll give you that. That's a bonus point then. Hey, Brian, give me another team or teams that you think would be involved. Team that's achieved a massive comfort high record. Um... Uh, I'm going to go with the, go with the G-Men. I think G-Men must be in there somewhere. I'm thinking back in the, back in the day. Surely the G-Men are in there. They are indeed in 2003. I'm just checking to see if there's any other ones. I never, I never get questions right about the NFL. This is fantastic. Yeah, 49ers. 49ers versus Giants in 2003. It was the first of several playoff games um, on, our, on the list that we're going to be discussing. The Giants led at halftime and then scored the first 10 points in the second half to lead 38-14 with a quarter and a half to go. Um, the final score uh, ended up being 39-38 to the 49ers. Nice, nice. That's things, man. Fantastic. Stu, back to you. Do the Bengals make the list? I'm wondering about some of those games where Pittsburgh absolutely robbed us. <laughs> so I'm wondering if no. they're in there. Yeah, no Bengals. Um, and oh, the 80s, I think there was one more. No Steelers came. either. No, no Bengals and no Steelers. Studs, what about yourself? Um, I'm going to go for one of your teams, Keith. I think the Packers have got to be in there. Favre must have pulled a comeback or two. Yeah. You would have thought so. You would have thought so. Listen, um, I, I only wear the, the the Packer stuff because I like a wee bit of green, but I've, I've stopped that. I'm purely a Seahawks. <laughs> I'm, I'm a one team man. I'm a one team man. Welcome, many No, no Packers in this list here. I am either. Brian, over to you. Uh, do you know what? I've not mentioned them. I really don't think they're right. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to say we've been on the receiving end 
of a of a big uh, comeback. The Browns have blown one. I want to say we're probably on it for the wrong reasons. And you would be absolutely incorrect, buddy. Oh. The Browns <laughs> in twenty fourteen, the Tennessee Titans oh. had a twenty eight three lead. Before Hoyer threw two touchdown passes to Travis Benjamin in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter to give the Browns a 29 28 win. Yeah. Nice. Uh, What Um, about the uh, Johnny Johnny United's uh, era New York Jets? Oh, sorry, not New York Jets. Cowboys. Sorry, Cowboys. Sorry. I was thinking. I think Joe Broad or Broadway Joe or whatever. Yeah, Cowboys are, Cowboys are number eight in the list. They appear uh, yeah. against the Lions. Tony Romo looked sharp for most of this game, helping the Cowboys get to a twenty-seven-three lead. But soon after Romo's touchdown pass to Jason Witten to give Dallas the lead, he threw two pick sixes in the third quarter to give the Lions life. Um, <laughs> they did extend their lead to thirty-seventeen going into the fourth quarter. But the Lions came back to, to win it 34-30 in the end. Um, so that was good. That's the Lions versus the Cowboys. So quickly run through the rest of the list then. So at number 10, we had the Broncos versus the Chargers in 2012. Chargers um, had a 24-0 lead at halftime. Uh, Peyton, Manton, Peyton Manning's first season with the Broncos. He was settling into his newest team. He'd thrown three touchdown passes in the second half uh, with the Denver defence um, chipping and two touchdowns as well, uh, including a pick six. Just on the Chargers side, I think another one for this year might worth looking at is maybe the Jags come back against the Chargers because that was going to be my next one, it was the Jags. So I think they were 28 down. Yeah, I don't think this website's been updated. I I should have checked that um, before now. But if we're going back to 1987 for the next one, it was the Cardinals versus the Buccaneers. Uh, 1987. um, The Bucs weren't very good until the late 90s, it says. And even though Tampa led 28-3 heading into the fourth quarter. 28-3 again. (laughs) 28-3. That's like the that's like two in football, isn't it? That's a three three nothing in hockey. It's the same thing. They always call that the most dangerous score. Like if you're three nothing up. <laughs> yeah. So the Cards scored four um, straight touchdowns in the final quarter um, to to beat the the Bucks. That was at number six. Number four. The Buffalo Bills. Can't believe nobody mentioned the Bills. The Colts yeah. made a couple of appearances as well. Bills versus the Colts. Um, the Bills trailed the Colts twenty six to zero in the second quarter. Um, they had plenty to do going into it, and ended up turning around a twenty six point deficit to win thirty seven thirty five in the end. Forty Niners versus the Saints is in at number three from nineteen eighty. The era of Joe Montana, of course. Um, the Saints. Uh, were leading 35-7 at halftime. And Montana began to come back with rushing touchdown uh, and a 71-yard touchdown pass to Dwight Clark. The 49ers end up scoring 31 unanswered points to win 38-35. That's an absolute second. Yeah, defence by the end of that. Collapsed that. Un- oh, they just... They're on the field, like, the, the whole time. That's what happened to the Colts as well last year, but... Same with the Falcons. Um, the, it was just, it was offensive time for the Patriots. They just wore them down in that Super Bowl. And you saw the defense like getting more tired, and then they were yeah. they were slipping, making more mistakes. And then as soon as you're you know you're done, and that's it. Like, <laughs> the number one on the list um, was from 1993, and that was um, the Buffalo Bills versus the Houston Oilers, wasn't it? Yeah, um, the Warren Moon, or was it still Warren Moon then? Um, well. The Oilers. At the time, the Bills had not lost, uh, had lost the last two Super Bowls and had to settle for second place in the AFC East in 1992, forcing them to play the wild card game. They'd also lost their starting quarterback and trailed 35-3 in the third quarter. But Frank Reich uh, threw four touchdown passes in the second half, three of which went to Andre Reid, and the Bills took the lead in the fourth quarter, only for the Oilers to tie it, tie it the game 
But Buffalo won the game in overtime, 41-38, and went back Oof. to the Super Bowl. That game, that How did they do in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> yeah. um, guys, fantastic. Hopefully we'll be able to keep these uh, we top 10s going, see if we can check more reliable websites in the future. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it with this top 10 as compiled in 2017. Like, <laughs> we just <laughs> years behind. <laughs> Um, Stu, thanks very much for joining us this day, buddy. Oh, thanks a lot for having me. It was great fun as always. Good chatting to you boys. Yeah. It's really, really it's good fun uh, talking about ball with you guys. Brian, it's great to see you again, my friend. Thank you very much, Keith. Always a pleasure to be on. Uh, always nice, always nice to have a full room. Uh, so yeah, get to chat ball. And I got a trivia question, right? Can we like note this down somewhere? I got a trivia question, right? <laughs> get your wee, um, trophy uh, and studs thanks very much buddy no worries man good to chat to you boys again that was great as always um if you've enjoyed listening to the the crew you can follow us on twitter at gridiron crew on instagram grid underscore iron underscore crew we're on twitch and um, youtube as well make sure you give us a follow and a like and hit that subscribe button as well if you would get in touch we'd love to hear from you um, any questions for the crew We'll read them out and uh, see what they think next week. Um, as I said, we'll be back next week and we will be, I promise, at some point during the summer holidays. We will be starting our feature podcasts and they'll be popping up through your feed. If you'd like to join the Gridiron Crew WhatsApp community, then get in touch, send us a DM or a message, um, and we'll be able to get you added to that. So that leaves me to say um, we're only... Well, we're down to about 90 odd days to go to the start of the new season. It's a long way to go, but the crew will see you through. Thanks for listening.